Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Omar Jamil, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing the M27. Is it the M27 or M23? It's the M27. Brilliant. Yeah. Of course it is, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but can we talk for a bit about the differences between those two fine thoroughfares? Well, I don't even know which one's which. No, same here. M23 goes down <laughs> Oh from my God, I didn't mean it. Yeah, Omar, M- which one goes where? <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, yeah, go on, Chris. Down from the M25 to Brighton. Well, no wonder you know that one. That was 27 yeah, or 23. Yeah. M27 goes from east to west. One's a north-south, one's east to west. It goes from uh, Portsmouth or Chichester to past Southampton. What do the locals call it, though? Uh, the M27. Oh, God. Yeah. I wish they'd give it the proper yeah. names. Okay, you yeah. came up with Hate this podcast. Ep- the, yeah. uh, sub- it's, no it's essentially a, a detailed uh, exploration <laughs> of British motorway naming conventions. In the south <laughs> and southwest of England. Correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Wait, sorry. So motorways that I know. M1. Yeah. Best one. It's white, yeah. M6. Oh, Manchester okay, Way, I'm Toll Road, got to be careful. Struggling. M11, out no. towards Cambridge and where I Stansted, that sort of way. Um, Sorry, M- we've, just, we've just lost 100% <laughs> of our viewers. No, no, no. no the, but we've gained a whole load more. Yeah, but you're forgetting. See, yeah. no, M4, you, you like the M1. M40. But you're forgetting about the A1M, yes. which I like because yeah. it's like it goes through a little bit of its. It's, it's just an A road. And then suddenly it blossoms Boom. into this wonderful motorway. And then we're but back then to declines just and the falls, and, yeah. and off it um, trundles up to Scotland. Yeah. May, maybe we should get back. Yeah, no. Much <laughs> as I love motorways. So, thank you, should, as always, yeah. for listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, Chris, keep it, keep going. Yeah, right. So it's not specifically the M27 we're here to talk oh, about. Oh no, but okay. but uh, uh, um, uh, an accident, an accident on the M27, or rather a, d- a traffic delay on the M27. Okay. So we were driving uh, back from, I think, London uh, um, to our home in Bournemouth, and we were driving along. And we have to go along the M27 because the M1 would take you the other way. Well, correct. It'd yeah. be in totally the wrong direction. <laughs> yes, as we've established. Um, anyway, so I was so we were coming along, and uh, we were using uh, Google, um, you know, directions. And uh, so my wife spotted. Oh, uh, they've closed. Uh, actually, there's a delay at the moment on the M27. We should come off at you know, this junction, and there's a diversion. And that diversion will add, you know, like half an hour onto our journey. I think it was a bit um, more entertaining when we were just comparing yeah. motorways. Yeah. Let, let's right. just go back right. to motorways. Can we motorways. cut to the chase? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like, you need to get the details. I, know, right? I like otherwise, this. Otherwise. I can feel the calm before the storm <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, nice. Quite. Um, so driving along, diversion, off we went. And when we rejoined the M25, uh, 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 sorry, M27, um, an, hour, an hour later... Yeah. Um, we we come on, and I can see all the cars going in the other direction, um, all all jammed up, and and that delay I, I checked afterwards was like a several hour delay, like you're stuck on the motorway for five hours or something or more, right? Not moving, and there was a, as the slip road went up to the motorway, the police had put some cones out mm. to stop more traffic going on. Mm. Um, and there was one car 
the other side, I mean, there were cars as far as you could see, but there was the car that was most adjacent to the, the line of cones that had gone onto the slip road that was stuck there now for five hours, <laughs> which could have reversed out and got gone on a detour and gone about it's their business. Merry it's, it's Merry Way, exactly. Um, but instead, it was it was sort of essentially sentenced to this this massive inconvenience just for being the wrong side of a set of cones. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you poor so-and-so. Mm. Um, uh, oh, couldn't they have let them reverse back off again? You know, because they're only one one car ahead. Uh, and But then, of course, the next car would have wanted to do so and mm. so on. And I thought... Right. Where, how do you You've got draw, to have rules? You've got yeah. to have rules. And how do you draw those lines in the sand? What is the, your mechanism for doing, doing I, so? Well, so, things sorry, are more developed in the rest of the country because our motorways mm. where I live are made of tarmac and stuff. But yours are made of uh, sand, it sounds like. But anyway. Well, yeah, I think I think the problem is what happens is the motorway surface because it's made of tarmac melts mm. when there's an accident and then they just have to shut it down because it's uh, obviously not mm. safe to travel on. So let's pose the question. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I sort of interrupted you stupidly there. Um, <clears throat> what's the question? Frame it for us. Well, the question is, um, there, are, there are decisions that society makes all the time where um, you have to, you, there has to be a cutoff point in, in that thing. So it's, um, you know, let's say you're handing out uh, your, your, the tax thresholds, right? Um, you know, uh, um, other sorts of areas to do with, uh, you know, um, only uh, people above a certain height can go on a, on a roller coaster ride. All those kinds of things, there has to be a cutoff. And you're like, well, would, you know, 0.1 of a centimetre make a difference? But th there are these, these sort of situations where a rule is made about some seemingly arbitrary measurement, and then that has to be adhered to. And the question is, is that right? Those kinds of decisions, are they right? But if you are going to make them, where do you draw your line in the sand? Yeah, how do we navigate it? Uh, and this reminds me, I banged on about this before, about, you know, my kids is a really good yes. example. My sons with the summer born, three months premature, when they go to school, year cut off, all that business. And I got yeah, to... but I, th I think you there, that example, uh, that example is absolutely perfect for what we're talking about. Yeah. But your beef isn't with the line so much as the rule. So I think, you you know, you were saying, no, it should be nine months uh, from conception, not, you know, a certain number of months since they were born or something. You should, you're, you're, you're suggesting that the rule should be based on when we think conception no. happened. Well, it is, essentially. No, it's not. I, I mean, bet you're going to describe it and it'll turn out that's exactly what it's based on. Well, of course, in one sense, yeah. But um, well, what's what's your proposed rule? No, my no, no, it's not about the rule. It's about the authority behind the rule that I don't like. Right. I See, now I knew this would happen. <laughs> Because I think this is an incredibly common category of argument that I get into with people. Go on. And, well, I, th I think there's really fundamentally two types of, of people when it comes to these kinds of rules. There's the, look, we've got to draw a line somewhere. Mm. You, you must understand that a line must be drawn. Yep. It doesn't always. But, I mean, the fact is either you get to go on the roller coaster or you don't, yep. right? So some things really are binary. You've got to sort things into two piles. Yeah. And at some point, there's going to be something which is very similar to something in the other pile. But there has to be, right? 
um, versus a, the kind of mindset of people who are like, no, no, I'm different for this reason and you're different for that reason. And here's my reason. And this is why I should be able to. Oh, yeah, I am. But I'm quite mature. Rarely have age. I heard you oh, sound I'm, be so I'm wrong. 17, but keep going. Oh, I know I'm 17 and six months and not 18, but I should yeah. be allowed to vote because look, I've got this. I'm yeah. actually much more knowledgeable. Uh, do you, do you really quite, believe? I'm quite tall for five foot two. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do, I, do you I'm, really I'm, believe what you've just said, though? Uh, so I haven't even said it. I'm just describing a certain kind of debate. And, okay. And I'm and what I'm saying is that um, the problem with the people who are the exceptions people is that they fail to think about the consequences of their exception. What it means is they think, oh, I'm I'm just going to get over that line. No, what they're doing is moving the line. And then lo and behold, that line will be next to someone else. And that person then will, with the same legitimacy, say, oh, yeah, but, you know, actually, I'm different for this reason. And hey, Presto, the line moves back and it moves back and it moves back. And where are we? Chaos. The barbarians through the gates. Oh, quick question. What what was your, I, there, what was your job now. before you started doing Aleph Insights? I was a, a, a well a, a manager of intelligence analysts. No, in what? I was an econo economic advisor. You were a civil servant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds like yeah, this sounds like quite a sort of um, civil servant sort of the blob. And, but the problem is, and it, it, but you get this in board games as well. You get the people who are like, oh, actually, shouldn't I? Can't I just do that? And, and you yeah. and you think no, because if a five's you do nearly that, a six. Yeah, yeah. If you do that, then don't you realise what it will do to everything else? And I just feel like the exceptions people are not imaginative enough to realise that that what they are doing is actually changing the rules, not not sort of somehow making a little exception. So. Obviously, you're, uh, I you're, think I've finished. Obviously, you're completely wrong, but we'll come back to that later. Sure. Okay. Because um, I want to hear. Um, want to hear Omar? Um, what do you? What, where are? I mean, I can't remember where we've got to in this. What are we? We're talking about motorways, weren't we? Um, lines, rules. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I find the lines that we draw for ourselves are quite interesting because mm -hmm. there are there are lines in the sand that we draw for ourselves. In I don't in our moral landscape, if you like, mm. and how they change. I find that quite interesting. Mm -hmm. So there's there's obviously this whole thing in terms of the, um, the lines being drawn for us that we're not supposed to cross. But quite often, there are lots of lines for, uh, for ourselves that we arbitrarily draw. And I'll particularly find it interesting how they change over your lifetime and the way your I don't know, uh, your sense of morality changes or how uh, your circumstances change and how that shifts the line in, in some respects. Can you give us some examples? Yeah, so um, so I, I, I was brought up in a uh, in a religious environment as a, as a Muslim mm. and you know, obviously surrounded by a lot of uh, Muslims, unsurprisingly. Mm. Um, and there was a really interesting thing about eating pork so there's this line that a lot of people draw in in terms of never eating pork. So the same people would be drinking, they'd be taking drugs, they'd be doing everything else that's breaking all the laws, if you like. Mm. But there's something about eating pork that is a line they will never cross. Mm. And I find that quite interesting. And I remember the first time I, I'm I'm an I'm a I'm an atheist now, and I remember the first time I almost forced myself to eat pork. And I had quite a visceral reaction to it in some ways because I would been, after a lifetime of what I would call indoctrination, uh, 
I found that quite interesting. This this line that well, nobody g- wants to cross. Dare we dare we ask what the first pork treat was <laughs> that you had? It was actually uh, crispy bacon. So that was oh, actually oh, you so went I, right I, I in straight there. in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> it's interesting you should say that because I, when I, I lived in the Middle East, and that's one of the things I noticed exactly what you've said is that people were sort of drinking and doing all sorts of things they shouldn't have done. But the one thing that people tended was pork, and it was very visceral. And I think yeah. it's the sensory thing going on. But I, um, and sorry, I don't want to disrupt Omar, but just a little kind of footnote to that. Mm. Um, when I went, to, I went to Abu Dhabi. Uh, I think it was about fifteen years ago. Anyway, the, sh- the I think the Sheikh or the Emir or um, whoever the big boss guy was uh, was a just died and um it was also happened to be ramadan right mm. and so we went to a western hotel and they said well yeah actually normally you could have here's our pizzas normally you could have pepperoni but we're not doing that we like we're not doing the pork now because of the morning and because of the ramadan and i was like wasn't it just as like haram as it was before like but somehow now we've got to shift that rule up a bit and now yeah. suddenly pepperoni goes by the wayside yeah, yeah. sorry i'm on no no that's well, and, that's and that's, that's a really interesting point actually because this is something i used to do so you know this is this is why i find this idea of lines in the sand quite quite interesting because i've shifted mine quite a lot so the, um for a long while um i was i've been drinking for a long time um but I will stop Since drinking. Since about nine o'clock. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think just get ready for this. Um, but I will stop drinking during Ramadan. Right. And there's no rhyme or reason for it. Just, just our respect in yeah, inverted it's a bit like Lent or something. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's some strange thing around that. So, and I stopped doing that eventually as well. But there is that's what um, I mean by in terms of shifting these mm. these lines that I've drawn for myself. Nobody else was making me do it. Yeah, yeah. But also what we're talking about then potentially maybe is the intersection between the general lines out there and our own lines. And either of those can shift. Um, and it's quite, um, I think it's nice we've talked to in terms of, of in terms of lines of the sand, because of course sand famously shifts. Chris? Um, yeah, well, I, I, this has just made me think of something, um, Omar talking uh, um, about those particular examples, about the type of uh, d- drawing a line in the sand for something uh, that is essentially binary, right? So you either you either eat pork or you don't eat pork. You don't eat a bit of pork if you see what I mean. So it's not it's not a, like a continuous variable. You're either you're either vegetarian or you're not vegetarian. Although obviously there there are gradations in in um, in in all of that. But I think it's it's conceptually and psychologically easier for us to say absolutely not, you know, and when you're talking about self-discipline, you sort of go, okay, I'm going to give up smoking, not I'm going to cut down mm. smoking. I mean, people try that, but, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it up. I'm not a smoker as opposed to I'm only going to have five cigarettes a day um, and then I'll move it down to four cigarettes a day. A bit like uh, virginity. But anyway, keep going. Well, in that you're either in or out of some club, yes. Um, but but uh, but I think so. I think that's that's perhaps easier to to deal with. The ones that are the most contentious and the most difficult are those those ones where there is a slider and it's not just A or A or B. You know where where somebody and it does feel arbitrary because you're like, why five foot two? You know. Mm. Um, uh, if I'd worn my other shoes, I'd be going on that roller coaster now. Yeah. yeah. Because, oh, sorry, mm. just to say, Nick, we'll bring you in, but because actually, I kind of don't want to argue because 
with you, Nick, because it's just kind of too much of a Well, you a get trope. really angry about this issue, which is typical of kind of accepting. No, 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 just try and set oh, me off again. Okay. That's what you're trying to do. Um, <laughs> because actually what we're, what we're talking about here from both of you is just we're trying to, um, as individuals in a society, we're just, all we're trying to do is make sense of the world and our own behavior and the way it operates. And how do we do that? Well, it's just by putting, overlaying on it certain um, habits and methods and rules and so on. In But of course, we're trying to, you know, and, and add that sort of simplicity or um, uh, navigation for ourselves in what is a necessarily a, a chaotic world. And that's why, Nick, you know, in the example we were talking about earlier on about all these exceptions to the rules I'm different and all that that's why I don't it's because the reality is messy right it's fuzzy anyway yeah, yeah, this but, is yeah, my but, olive yeah, branch listen, I'm trying to hold listen, you Nick no, go no but, no but no you're right and I think I think things I that am. are truly truly binary in nature like in terms of their classification what are they you know are it's are the exception so I mean yes Actually, there is a class of people who don't eat meat at all, right? Mm. It, it's not like height, where everyone's got some amount of height and the next person is. But actually, I, I'd say that, that that binary things are rarer. The, most things are continuous. I mean, you could talk about something yeah. being more or less a chair, yeah. you know, or someone being more or less. Or, I mean, nearly all it's features different to are ones and zeros. Um, the, the, uh, the, but the, the, the point is that allocations of things aren't they are really binary a lot either this ticket entitles you to get on that train or it doesn't either your kids are in this year or that year right reality has boxes and and some and the thing is either in the box or it isn't right when it comes to those sorts of decisions because that's not reality look so you bought your ticket you bought your ticket and you lost it because you got mugged but you still no, got to get the train. No, this is the situation so you where you don't like, have a ticket. This ticket is valid till ten o'clock. Do you have a right no, to go on that the train? The ticket says it's valid till ten o'clock, and you, Fraser, classic yeah. Fraser, get on at ten o four, and you yeah. go. It's only ten o four. I'm only four minutes late. Like, please make an exception. Yeah, yeah, go on. And they would quite rightly say. No, because then the ticket would really be till 10.04. And but the next thing you're going to be turning up at 10.08. What if saying, you were late because you were now. saving a... I don't a, a, care. A, you know, right, exactly. That is not your or the railways. That's not my or the railways. And that's the difference between us. I think fundamentally... Well, I think... I'm glad which... <laughs> sorry, Chris. I think, I think fundamentally the, 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 um, the sort of discrepancy is that, that the, the world is, is messy, right? It's not binary. But in order to engage with the world, we need it to be ordered. And we do, it, you know, you can't have um, you can't have 200 year groups, right, for your yeah. for your school kids. You, you have to in order to manage things, you have to put someone in that year or someone in that year. And, and you know, there are only mm. uh, a certain number of those. And so the world is messy, but the in order to manage that world we impose order and i suppose that's what we've what we're butting up against this this, this sort of conflict between um continuous reality you know continuous variables in reality and binary or or you know um, categorical variables uh in our way of managing the world because we can't manage that that level of of chaos basically otherwise absolutely and put way more concisely than i did um, so therefore, what we want to talk about 
in terms of yeah is that how do we put those rules there or what if we feel that the rule isn't quite right or or, or maybe another I, question I, 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 sorry can well so you can make it quick or but i want to hear from omar or well I, uh, just to answer that question i don't think i i think how do you make the rule is actually a bit straightforward i think it's more interesting to talk about how how you know the line is if when the line is somewhere what do you do about the people at the edge and but there is also the particular kind of rule that omar was talking about which is this kind of um zero or nothing and it feels to me like what we're talking about there is this slippery slope issue and i you know for me personally to take omar's sort of example uh, was when i got my first overdraft I, I spent about two years at university just with no overdraft. Then I got one overdraft for 50 quid. And that was the opening of the floodgates. You know, <laughs> it was like, oh, now I can just go in and apply for a, an overdraft extension. Before you know, it, I was on like 2000 quid. Yeah. Um, and and so I think it's really important to think about the slippery slope, sometimes talked about as a fallacy. But but, you know, when when do we have to worry about the slippery slope? That's that's the. Yeah, I'd like to empathize, but I've never been overdrawn in my life. I'm sure. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Omar, um, do you want to explore that this question of a slippery slope? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I have to say I, I quite like life being gray and I quite like um, people being gray mm. and. It, uh, I feel like life and world is, 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 is a smooth, continuous thing rather than the categorical things we really like to impose on it. So I'm somewhat of the opinion that there should be exceptions actually to, to the rules in, in, because people are complicated and things are complicated. And I think uh, we have to, we're not, we're not machines, we're not robots. And I think there has to be some fluidity in terms of how we treat people and how we treat the rules in, in some ways. Mm. I'm not saying you go around breaking all the rules, but there has to be some level of understanding around mm. this. There's, there's been recent cases of um, COVID restrictions and the rules being broken around them. And all the people, not by anyone famous or in positions of responsibility. I hope mm. uh, this, 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 these are uh, this is the general public. It turns out actually, and oh, there's, okay. there's cases of like, for example, there's a, there's a pensioner who went to during the lockdown. He went to his allotment because he was really struggling mentally, and there happened to be some other people at the allotment, and they had a, a had few few people standing outside the shed, and. They've been given like a two thousand pound fine based off that, because they if you just fought if you just interpret the rules and the law that was passed, they're saying yeah this 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 is the fine you're gonna have to pay, but there's no acceptance of the grey aspect of they were really struggling with the the mental health and they weren't really doing any harm in terms of by being there and being open air and actually. So, so that's the mm. point in terms of exceptions to the rules. We have to be a bit more accommodating, perhaps. I'm with Omar. Um, before you come in, Chris. He's done a um, good job, I must say. Yeah, He's yeah. done a good job. I, I'm almost persuaded. I want you to be my advocate. That's <laughs> nice. Um, but, but actually, this really reminds me, and it is very Alefi, which is the last time I felt this heated sitting here was... Uh, I'll give oh, you it's not the hot dog incident. It is. What oh, okay. is a sandwich? <laughs> and it's the same thing. And that's why I, I really sort of, um, what's the word when you, mm, against authority, when you butt, butt up against. I think it's that, yeah. Which is someone saying, these are the rules. And I'm looking at the rules going, this is just 
clearly absurd. You're like it's, where Annie, you're at the end of Annie Hall where Woody Allen gets the parking ticket and he just says, look, I'm sorry, I've got a real problem with authority. It's probably, to, and he's just tearing it up in front of the policeman. Yeah, yeah. and ends up put in jail. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Chris? Yeah, I, I think I think this is, uh, and the example I gave, you know, it was the police laying out the, 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 the cones, but I think this sort of, um, this Kafka-esque, issue is very emotive and lockdown is a brilliant example of uh the psychology of rule setting right these were the most stringent rules any of us have ever experienced in ours it was a, the greatest imposition on our personal freedoms that we're ever gonna ever gonna see in the in the you know um in our lifetimes i would i would guess um and uh the 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 thing that i'm interested in is Yes, there, there were, you know, a large percentage of the population would have had exceptions. You know, there was all the business about, um, you know, funerals and, and grieving relatives or um, uh, people visiting ill relatives, you know, who didn't get to see them. All, you know, lots of exceptions. But whether the decision making was right or not, at the time, the the, the decision was that, it was an all or, or nothing that you, if, and the reason for that, there's a lot of work done around the psychology and, and uh, you know, um, the way behavior works and group behavior works. And this, this notion of exactly that, that issue of, well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? And, you know, something like that would unravel very quickly. And you see the same kinds of, um, that that sort of sense of mob activity and and you know rioting we're potentially only one set of you know if somebody takes something and isn't punished for taking that thing then before you know it you've got looting going on or you know so so there is there is this sense i i you know nick talked about the fallacy of the slippery slope but i think you, you know that there is a model of behavior which is is about contagion and you know for things like like writing whether that's accurate or not we can perhaps we can perhaps look at but there is this sense of of herd mentality and that's why the line's there and that's why the line has to be enforced because potentially everybody has a has an exception of some degree yeah, everyone will want one mm. you, you you too i mean yeah um <laughs> Quick, Stop quick. presenting you and Omar like the sort of rebellious Che Guevara types who are we're the kind of, you know, authoritarian, militaristic dictators. I don't need to present you us as that. I'm you not. are already doing that for us. You, you would lead to rampant, unchecked social breakdown. I, if, I mean, it is a if, discussion about anarchy to some extent. You can take the guy out of the civil service, but... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Without the likes of me, yeah, go on. all yeah. the lines would immediately get pushed into Brilliant. nothingness. Brilliant. No, it, it Wait, is. It's, actually, it's just like, as a bit of fun, just for a moment, and... Um, no, no, I just want to give you... We'll do a bit of fun in a minute. No, 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 no. This is, there's going to be more fun later, but there's Are you sure? some intermediate inter okay, fun right. right now. No, um, we can't have fun until after <laughs> yeah. 23 right, yeah. minutes on, um, on, a, on a scale of 0 to 10 of mm. 10 massively authoritarian 0 total um, or 1 total libertarian um, just as a quick straw it would be interesting where, where do you think you are on that line Nick? I, I'm almost total libertarian no yeah this is not true it is I'm, but you're just the one who's banging on about rules we've got to have rules 
you have to have rules in a libertarian society. Come on, work, work with so. give me, give in me a sense. No, well, I think I think Hobbes says that that you you, um, you know it's it's about the maximum degree of non-interference compatible with the minimum demands of social life. So, so he's a five. Well, no, I think he's a he's a he's a two. I think probably he's saying you know yeah, there right. should be as little imposed as is possible to enable society to function po properly. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 a two as well. Nick's clearly about a nine and a half, despite what he thinks. I, uh, Omar, I'd say probably about four. Four. L listen, Chris is also a nine and a half. Fraser, Fraser, you you're not engaging with the issue here, which is that there is a not having a rule is a rule. If I take my, are you allowed to take your kids to school and say, here's my kids. Uh, I know they're only four, but I want them to go straight into year thirteen. No, you're not. Right? There's there's a rule there, and it's because. You have to have a rule. I mean, you could do that. You could say, well, I'll tell you what, we've got these 15-year groups. You can just bring your kids up and put them whichever one you want. Obviously, that would fail everyone, right? But so you can't do that. Some people might say, well, well, I want to be told which year I should yeah. you, you, There might be a system where you just roll dice and, and it works that way. You might have one based on eye colour. But you're there's, confusing there's all, me with the zeros they and have the ones. I'm a two. Out, they have worked out that you know actually it turns out the age that a kid at is highly measurable it's it works best for everyone and that's the rule that we're going to use right you have to have a rule your system is also a rule it's the, it's the rule that actually i can put them more or less wherever i want and i'm just what i'm saying is that's not really a rule we, we have to pick a rule you have to have one there will be one whether you like it or not no because I agree. ultimately your kids are gonna end up somewhere no i agree what i'm saying is you should pick the set of rules that leads to the best overall outcome well at least we can agree on that but um, right. i do think you know, I'm not an anarchist. I do think there should be rules. Like I said, I'm not a but zero. But just when they don't go in your favour, you no, think no, you should no, be allowed no, to break them. No, 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 that's a narrative you're putting on me. No. I, uh, the, but let me give you an example. You know poker, the game, you know, mm. with the cards. Mm. Um, with its rules which change sometimes from game to game. Well, well, not... Okay, they, but I mean... But they, not within the game, to be fair. Not within about. the game, but yeah, go on. So there's a thing called the bubble, the concept called the bubble in a big poker tournament. Normally, yeah, about 10% of players get paid, right? So the top 10% will get prizes of some sort. So 100 people enter a poker tournament. Normally, like the 10 uh, uh, who are left over will get paid, um, albeit very little, actually. If You might get your entrance feedback or something if you come 10th, but the point is you get something. Um, now, so the bubble is, is when there's 11 players left. And, and I'm not quite sure why it's called the bubble, but basically everyone shuts down. No one wants to be the first guy out, right? It's like, it's just a, suddenly the play changes in the whole tour yeah, yeah, yeah. until eventually then you're back to normal play once the bubble's over and everyone's in the money. Gotcha, nice. So tournament organisers sometimes introduce a special bubble prize for the person who goes <laughs> out in the bubble. It might be like, well, hey, you went out in the bubble. Here's your, you know, 2,000 quid or whatever. Now, are you imaginative enough to see the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's still just another line. So now All you're doing is shifting the, the bubble, problem along. Right. And that is my issue. It's like it's, you can bring in a bubble prize because you can think, oh, it seems very unfair. It'd be nice to compensate the bubble person. And you might stop there and go, well, that's good then. Well, that's what we'll do. We'll bring in a prize for the person who goes out in the bubble. But you just have to think ahead and go. Yeah, well, you're just kicking the can do? down the road. Now we've got this another bubble cropped up, and that's what it always feels to me like. They don't. The people who are exceptions, people don't 
think no. that through. That's you know, that's but, my that's my objection. But are to you it, imaginative, imaginative <laughs> enough to to cease calling it the exceptions people? No, exactly because it's accurate. No, because also another way to look at it, and it's still you're still coming back to the same kind of thing. Is even the people along among themselves just? I would I, a good solution would just be a deal. Do a deal with with person number eleven. That's well, another they, way to just do a deal. Actually, happen. But, right um, there we go. There but, we go. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's okay. not get sidetracked. Um, I we think need we're to main tracking. I, I, I think track. I think you are. Right. Well, I think you're right. Let's. We need to sidetrack actually. Right. Okay. Um, as well as I can, I can sidetrack us. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, but can you make your sidetrack one that ends and and brings us to a dead uh, end? Yeah. Make yeah, your sidetrack a dead yeah. end. Get somewhere us into a dead calling. end. ASAP. Um, a siding. Yeah. Yeah. Siding. Exactly. So I was just going to sort of say, I, you know, we we've talked about our own differences on that that scale. Uh, but I also think there's an element of um, societies at whole or cultures at whole uh, um, having elements of uh, rule adherence or not, the extent to which they're libertarian or, um, I suppose, rule enforcing. And um, so the World Bank do something called the Rule of Law Index. Mm. Um, and it basically scores you on things like um, uh, uh, um, likelihood to be a victim of crime, uh, the perception of adherence to rules, some policing data, contract inform enforcement, property law. They boil this all down into essentially an index for, um, you know, which, which countries are um, uh, most uh, rule abiding. Um, what do you think, what, what would you guess as the top Two or three or four countries, you know, where, where who's this feels like a trap. It's going to be Scandinavia. So this feels like a trap. Where I'm going to say, so the most um, respectful of authority is that kind of what we're talking about? Or well, it's actually, it's actually defined as as the you know where is where does where is the rule of law uh, most adhered? I think okay. you want to say North Korea, well, but it's going to be Norway. Well, it's not going to be. It's going to be one of the North no, because North countries. Korea just don't have a choice. Um, I mean, I know if we were talking about deference, that would be somewhere like South Korea. Assume it's what he just said it was, those things, which was those what indicators. Yeah, okay, so it's, this feels like a trap. So just say a country, well, you just Mr. Say it, then. You just say it. I've done it. Yeah. I've given two. And, but North Korea is just such a clearly I said Scandinavia, North Norway. Okay, like, no, no. You haven't so, said a single country yet. Well, it's because you Sweden, keep talking Denmark, and I can't. Finland, there, I've done five now. <laughs> All of which are going to be horrifically wrong. Um, <laughs> Canada. New Zealand. Um, uh, okay. All right. Japan. Um, there we go. Japan's up there. Japan's 17th. All right. But the Scandinavian countries are top, I'm afraid. Of course they are. It's just yeah. too, you know. Yeah. So um, unimaginative but, to but say the, that. The, well, quite. But the point is we... You know, we already had a preconception. Yeah. Uh, UK and US are next to each other. I think they're twenty first and and twenty second, and the, and the index goes from I think plus two and a half down to minus two and a half. And uh, Finland is two point zero six, and and we're about one and a half with the with the US. I feel like everyone above us is a SWAT and too authoritarian, <laughs> and everyone below us is uh, well, is a well, chaos. Well, this is yes right. minister, but yes prime minister, idea. right? You Either, know, the, yeah. we should make a cut off at exactly yeah, exactly. Where we are. That's my point, right? There's even a slider <laughs> on. On, on how you know where how much countries like drawing lines in the sand effectively yeah yeah, um, yeah. so but but 
interestingly, Italy is 0.27, right? Which which uh, kind of corresponds to that stereotype of you know rules being less less followed in uh, in, in in countries like like Italy. So I, I just thought that was um, an interesting dead end. Uh, <laughs> But, um, but you did but your yeah. job. You did your job. Okay. Sorry, you were going to say. Sorry, you were going to round it off though with something, were you? I cut you off. Probably, I can't remember. You <laughs> no, cut me it... off like a line in the sand. <laughs> See, the, the um, a friend of mine who's uh, hold on. Got... That was that was the end bit. But go on. No, it's just the the, the friend of mine. T- just about Italy, actually, which is it, it just. You know, so a friend of mine whose parents were Italian uh, told me about this concept of the furbo in. It's, I think it's an Italian, like almost like a kind of stock character. But the idea is it's a kind of it's it's the guy who gets round the rules an admirable, almost like the Robin Hood. But it's a sort of very Italian version of that, which is, you know, the guy, the guy who finds a, a, a clever way round the rules. Um, I think Br'er Fox is another similar thing, isn't mm. it? It's like kind of a character in folktale who who takes all the rules and works out how to Maverick. subvert them. And yeah. they're always the heroes, aren't they? Yeah. Those Overcoming characters. the man. Hello. Yeah. 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 Um, which makes me think, actually, there's a similar thing in Brazil, and maybe that's why I like that country so much. Um, although I do find the place exasperating, which is mm. there's a th- something called jeitinho, which means a little way. Like, so they say, sempre un jeitinho. There's always a way. There's always a, a little sort of shimmy you can do and get around stuff, and that really resonates with me. Can, can I give my solution before we do it's no it's very simple solution to what uh my solution in general i've got a general solution to this a, a general theory of solution Let's it doesn't it. involve camps with barbed wire i'm gonna or hate anything this like that. go on i bet you won't right you're gonna say you hate it but that'll fit in with my general so here it is right you've got to have these completely inviolable rules that you absolutely enforce 100 percent, 100 percent of the time but then you should allow exceptions right you should allow exceptions, but you shouldn't ever say that you allow exceptions and you shouldn't ever have a policy that you allow exceptions, but you still should. Right. It's a bit like that thing. Um, I can't remember who said it, but that you should we should just basically say, you know, you should never, ever torture anyone. But that sometimes you should. Right. But you shouldn't. But you should sometimes. Right. This and I think that's that's the that's my solution. Is it bolstering I, your argument that you're not authoritarian? No. San- sanctioning, <laughs> sanctioning torture. No, no, it's un- like, I, I, th- I just think that's like only when it's for their own. Don't good. don't when you have an exception, make an exception, make it absolutely clear that it's an exception. Do not start moving the rule around. Right. There's a separate argument to be have. Is the rule good or bad? But the point is that you don't start don't do that thing of well let's just move the rule a little bit further away and a little bit further away and look keep the rule where it is and secretly and without making a policy policy of it go that's all right sir it's only 1004 i'll let you off that's there you go that's my solution some kind of common sense here um actually weirdly nick that's exactly a rule that i um, not imposed, but that was a, a way of doing things that I did myself once when I was a sort of, um, I want to say head teacher, not really a head teacher, a centre manager of a, of a language school where um, we had lots of kids coming from a certain country and they were all like, they were perceived as being good kids from that country. And sure enough, they are. But the person, my boss, said to me, listen, most of them are going to smoke. And it's really important that we as a company, um, in be, be seen to be imposing rules and following rules, but let's not kind of criminalise them, as it were. They're good kids, it's just that they smoke. 
And so we'll have a, it's sort of turning a blind eye, basically. Mm. And that's precisely what we did, you know, and it worked. It was Until nice. the school burnt down. Until it burned down. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I want to finish off with a question. Go for um, it. And actually, I was going to have, I was going to say, I was going to say, right, guys, should we have this question or should we have that question? I'm going to give you both questions and you choose which one you answer. Right. Okay. But you must only choose one. And you're not going to make an exception where you answer both. If you feel comfortable doing that, Nick, you can. I'm just going to answer my own question. Right. There we go. Yeah, classic. Um, yeah, nice. And Omar, you do it. So, choice of two questions. Uh, one, what's the most pointless um, rule on which you feel, most arbitrary rule that you feel has ever been imposed on you? Uh, other question, what's your favorite motorway? Yeah. I, well, I can, I can answer the first one. Uh, but... I must say, I think I suspect I've mentioned this at least once and possibly 25 times before. But when my son was a baby, he was one, and we, we went to visit the um, the uh, memorial site up at Pont, um, no, uh, Pont uh, du Hoc, on, uh, near the I remember this. I love this yeah, one. Yeah, it's just, and our car, the ignition just stopped working. So we were in this car park. It's it's you know it's in the middle of nowhere really uh, uh, and um and so we went into the we went into the uh, kind of reception booth and I I had my phone oh yeah that's the other thing so our phones were almost out of charge but this is so, at Normandy yeah yeah Normandy just to clarify so we I we needed to, to phone AA but our phones were almost dead and I was like to the point where if we'd have used them they would have conked out so we needed to phone wait on the you know so i had my charger and so went into the the um uh you know the visitors reception center and there was a plug right there so being british no slight on our um intolerable french cousins <laughs> but, but being british i asked the lady at the booth i said I was like, Would oh, I hope you don't mind. If I, yeah. I'm, I, you know, obviously, I'm just going to plug this in over here wh where there's a plug, which I'm clearly allowed to use. And she just like, no, no, uh, you just for no reason at all. So I said, oh, is, could I maybe use your phone? Because we've got um, and she and she said, no, there's a pay phone in the village. And I, and I said, well, where's that? And she said, it's only three kilometers away. And there we were with our baby son. And it was like, there's a phone on her desk right there um oh i still get angry about it did you keep your cool in the moment i simply well i i feel like i behaved in a very british way because i simply poo-pooed her um nonsense and mm. plugged my phone in anyway oh, good for you made a phone call and just what was she gonna do yeah come and kick me out what did she do she came and kicked me out no she didn't <laughs> she, she she got glared grumpy, at you in closed her, closed her thing down and then started ostentatiously shutting down for lunch. Classic French <laughs> thing to do. And, and so I think she was using that as an excuse to turf us out. But I had just enough time to call the AA, who then set in, imagine a Wes Anderson chain of events of people phoning other people, until eventually the nation of France was rescued because a, a, a mustachioed Frenchman in a massive flatbed truck turned up um, about half an hour later, got out a hammer, banged something in the engine. Hey, presto, it worked. Anyway, um, so I'm still furious about this woman. Yeah. It's like, nope, you can't use... So it's fine. She, they should have a rule that says, no, you can't just go in there and use their plugs, but she should have made an exception. Yeah. Um, I'm done. Yeah. It's Band of Brothers, we happy few. Yeah, it makes you feel proud. Yeah. Um, guys? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the... the um, what, what was it, a useless rule or um, yeah. annoying rule perhaps? Uh, so 
I lived in the US for a couple of years, and this was a Thanksgiving Sunday, and like one o'clock in the morning, and I was driving back home. And I pulled up to a junction, um, and I could see there was no one there, literally like for miles. Mm. And there was a stop sign, and I didn't stop at the stop sign. <sighs> I just rolled oh. through the stop sign. And you mad there was, you, yeah. and there was a there was a police car on mm. this on this high lucky day exactly ah oh, Mr and Omar me. Yes. And, and I was thinking why why do I need to stop at the stop sign where there's literally no one around mm. other than the police it, it seems so for me that's the really pointless uh, rule of stopping mm. at the stop sign keep going what happened tell us keep going well um, they the, the police officer just uh, said like where where have you been and it's like well I've just been to a friend's house and. They said if uh, I had anything to drink, which I did, but that was like hours ago. And uh, and I think uh, I just ha hammed up my uh, British accent as much yeah. as I could to say, oh, I'm like sorry, it. I didn't realize I had to stop this. That's silly old What's that word over there? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and I think a uh, man should get, you know, um, let off without a ticket or getting shot. Nice. So, so Good. That's, that's, yeah, it's a victory. That's all the bonus. Yeah. Omar, we've only just met. <laughs> But I, you're a man after my own heart because I'd have done exactly the same thing. Which Charmed is, your way out of first, it. Yeah, well, first of all, I'd have done exactly what you did to get yourself into arbitrary trouble. <laughs> but, but second, I'd have played that exact same card and I've done that indeed myself. Uh, Chris? Uh, my favourite arbitrary rule is, uh, which I think is being phased out, um, which, is a, it was, which is a big pity, uh, is the 100 millilitres of liquid that yeah. you're allowed to take on a, on a plane in a clear plastic bag, yeah. you know, with the assumption that you can't add liquids together to make more than 100 millilitres. It does, <laughs> it does make it, uh, I mean, they, it does make it more impractical, I, I will say. But I, I, I honestly think the greatest, um, you know, if you were to actually look at impact, the greatest impact that that, uh, you know, sort of 2000 um, era terrorism had was that rule that is how many people has that delayed in a in, the in a misery process? the 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 cumulative misery of that um mm. of that sort of um yeah that's that arbitrary rule yeah. um but it but it's it's the hundred it's the hundred how many thrown away bottles yeah. of you know sun cream yeah, mm. yeah. and crying babies that because uh, they couldn't get their formula anyway um so uh, my answer is, I, I, I can't give you an answer because this is why you should pity me more than you already do, Nick. <laughs> because my mind is just fizzing at the moment because all day long, every day, I'm always coming up against these sort of rules that I feel I'm being burdened with. And I, as we said, I'm butting up against it. I don't like it at all. So I'm in this constant state of tension and agitation. So therefore, my answer is the M1. That is right. My yeah, I like it. And it really is actually the M1. Yeah. Although maybe the A1M. Anyway, right, we'll stop there. Strangely answers both questions. It does actually. Yeah, it yeah does. good. Yeah. Um, we'll stop there. Um, uh, I really did enjoy that. That was great. Uh, and I do enjoy the other ones when I say I've enjoyed that, but I do, really did enjoy that one. So that was lovely. Um, so thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. Uh, I'm Fraser McGrew, being here with Omar Jamil. Chris Rag and Nick Hare. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.